You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hello there, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visibly Fit. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. Good to see you or be on a walk with you. You might be just listening and not on YouTube here, but maybe you're listening to this podcast today. Maybe you're driving. I want to just want to say thank you for tuning in. We've got people, I was just looking, we've got people that are tuning in to Visibly Fit from Australia, Poland, Brazil, Indonesia, India. There's so many places, Egypt and Kenya, and I'm just blown away. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in. This is so fun. Just the ability to be able to listen from around the world. Again, thank you for tuning into this episode of Visibly Fit. I am your host, Wendy Pett, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you taking the time to tune in. And we're going to talk today about stuff. Do you have stuff, like a collection of stuff? And I'm referring to hoarding, but I'm also just referring to just piles maybe of some stuff, not necessarily considered a quote unquote hoarder, but maybe you're dealing with just having too many things and it's weighing you down, literally. We're going to talk about how hoarding or about how the effects of having so much clutter around you actually affects your health and mind, body, spirit, emotions, and it's a real deal. And I would say that most of us, especially in the U.S., collectors of things on some level. And I have a confession. I have got some collections of some things. I, In fact, my husband and I were just talking about it the other day. I have a collection of photos. That's right. Photos that I have done nothing with. They are out of sight, out of mind. They are underneath the stairwell in some bins. And there are several bins of these photos of my life. And then I also have a lot of photos digitally. This digital world, is it's way too easy to accumulate videos and photos, you name it. So you have to constantly purge and take inventory. But I'm telling you, I am not the best with this in this area. I'm looking to get better. I actually... I've had someone work with me recently to help me declutter some of the photos digitally, and I'm looking to bring someone in to help me with the physical photos. But do you have piles of clothes in your closet? Do you have just stuff laying around, piles of papers? Do you have a lot of stuff? Maybe you really are a hoarder. Okay. Now I have watched that show. I don't know if you've watched the show called Hoarders. And it's one of those shows that's hard to watch, but yet you can't stop watching. You know what I mean? It's wow. You feel this compassion for these people, empathy, and yet you scratch your head thinking, how are they living in these conditions? If you are listening 
and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm technically a hoarder. Listen, I'm not bringing any condemnation or shame or anything as we have this podcast and this discussion. I just want to bring awareness to how the effects of stuff really does stifle and affect our best health. And you may even just have, I don't know, a junk room or a junk drawer or two. And this is actually affecting you. Now, hoarding is considered a complex psychological disorder, and it's characterized by an excessive accumulation of belongings and the inability to part with them. Okay. It usually leads, of course, to cluttered spaces. So let's talk about why is it that sometimes people struggle with letting go of certain stuff, certain items, certain things, photos, <laughs> for instance. Why do we not let go of things that are piling up? For me, I've asked myself why. And then I asked myself why again and why. And I've come to the conclusion that the photos are kind of part of my identity, if you will. It, it traces back um, my life over the years. And I'm not saying throw out your photos, right? I'm just saying get them organized, get them decluttered, and get rid of duplicates and all the things. But I've, for my own self, I have come to the conclusion that it's really about a way to trace back my my life. And I have lived away from my family from Texas for, gosh, 25, 26 years. And I think it's also a way for me to stay close to them in an odd kind of way, even though I talk to my parents almost every day <laughs> and have for 25 years just for a check-in. It's just an interesting thing. But when you start to understand the reason why and kind of that emotional maybe attachment, it helps you bring clarity to the situation and to help you say, okay, everyone has some area that they're cluttered in. So let's figure out a system and a plan and a solution so it doesn't affect us long-term in our health, whether it's our mindset, our physical well-being, our spiritual health, our emotional health, because it's going to affect one or all of those areas, depending on the amount of stuff that you have in your home. And so let's talk first of all about how the stuff affects our mind. Because for many individuals that are dealing with hoarding or just those junk rooms, junk drawers, junk closets, it can just really start to take a preoccupation of your mind. And you probably don't even realize it sometimes. It's just running back in the back of your mind of, oh, I really need to clean that clean up that pile or go through that box, or it's just always a preoccupation. And so it's keeping you from the freedom that we really long for, right? We really long for that freedom to be able to think more clearly and to have more creativity and having stuff around us that feels suffocating. It, it diminishes and stuff, I guess, snuffs out is the word. It snuffs out our creative ability. And it's about getting rid of the stuff so that you don't have the anxiety and the stress and even depression that goes along with having so much stuff around you. And sometimes it can be one of those things where it feels overwhelming. In fact, in my Visibly Fit VIP club group, we have ladies that I coach with every Monday 
And on those calls, there has been numerous times women just say, you know what? My intention this week is to clean my office or to clear the clutter from XYZ room. Maybe it's even a garage, but it's that thing that they feel like they need to do in order to take action with their health. Like it's always in their mind of, okay, I need to do this before I can do that. And so that's what hoarding and that's what the the collection of stuff can do for you. It can actually keep you stuck and stagnant in your health and your well-being. So what do I tell my patients when that kind of comes up? And it comes up more often than one might realize. I tell them, and just like I'm talking to me right now with those photos, um, to go after that area that is is constantly playing in the back of their mind of, oh, I need to clear that corner of that room or that box. But to start with that area and not to look at it as one big room or one big overwhelming job, but to pick the one uh, corner of that room, so to speak, and just attack it for just one hour, one hour. And maybe it's one hour for that week. Maybe you can open up your schedule to an hour a day but you start in that one corner of the room and you start working your way all the way around the room and you throw out, you give away, you put things where they go. A lot of times things are just not in their order and that feels chaotic and disruptive and not very feng shui. (laughs) And we want things to feel good because we are more creative and we are more encouraged and inspired do healthy things when we have healthy environments and it's a clean environment. Think about when you've ever walked into, say, a spa. A spa has really nice music going. It's tranquil. It's peaceful. There is not clutter around. There's life. There's living plants usually in the room and they use the elements of nature, right? And that feels good. That feels good. There's not a lot of trinkets and trash and clothes laying around and all kinds of things to distract you and to kind of make you feel anxious. No, it's very simple and minimalist. And that feels good. It feels like there's space, there's room to breathe. And that's what we want. Now, I'm going to share a story of someone that I know I'm not going to say a name, but I'm going to share the story because really having junk rooms or junk areas has affected this person's life for a very long time. It's caused really embarrassment and shame sometimes when people drop in unexpectedly or just a constant, again, program in their brain of, oh, I really need to be cleaning that. So instead, uh, because it seems like it's overwhelming and too much to tackle, they will find something else to do, even if it's helping someone else clean their mess and their stuff. Isn't that interesting? Because it feels better than actually attacking your own. At least that's how it feels in the moment that it's better. But sometimes we're so close and attached to our stuff that we don't know how to, to depart from it. And so sometimes we need to bring a professional in that's unbiased, that's really going to ask us the hard questions. Does this bring you joy? And why does it? And are you sure this really brings you joy? And what purpose does this bring in your life? And to start asking you those questions and to help you just 
let go and release certain stuff that is keeping you weighed down and not constantly keeping you in a cluttered place, your environment. It's a reminder, if I might add, when you are living in chaos and clutter, it's a reminder of your inability to control your living space, which is a reflection of your inability to control your living space, like your body space, right? Like most, I'm not going to stereotype, but the majority of people that are dealing with overwhelming junk rooms and hoarding tend to have health issues, whether it's mental health or it's physical, they're obese, they're not taking care of their bodies, they're dealing with what's unclean, so they're having to face a lot of dust and mold and allergens. And so physically, the body really takes on just the traumatic abuse that comes with hanging on to so much stuff. And so are you going to do about it? I think is the question. And first of all, are you willing to acknowledge that? Yeah, you know what? I do have some stuff that I need to get rid of. And when you get rid of stuff, whether it's clothes or again, piles of papers, it starts to feel good. You guys, I got rid of two bagfuls, two big kitchen bagfuls of clothes in my closet. And I gave them away to people in need, but I I don't even miss them. Like it's really strange. It, I still have a full closet of clothes, right? That's embarrassing to say, but that's how I would think that a lot of us are. We have a lot and we are blessed with a lot, but it becomes too much, right? Like we're not even wearing all the clothes. It's just sitting in our closet for a maybe someday opportunity, or it just, it seems silly when someone else can get good use from those clothes. And so I did, I packed up two bags of clothes. It felt so good. And I'm sure I can pack up two more bags of clothes. I'm sure my husband would like for me to, but it's a start and it just feels good. And you're freeing up space mentally and space just in your closet to bring maybe something new in. My husband has a rule of don't bring anything new into the home unless something goes out, which I think is a really great rule. It's so much more than that because most of us, especially like I said, here in the United States, have such an abundance of stuff that we could definitely become, we could purge. We really just need to purge and it will start to manifest in your body and in your mind in such a great way. When you purge physically the clutter, it will you'll start to declutter your mind and your body and how it's dealing with, you might even be dealing with respiratory issues because your clutter is that bad and it's bringing on an unhealthy living space. So again, we got to navigate through these cluttered spaces and acknowledge that this is a real problem. And if you can't do it yourself, bring in a professional, bring in a friend or a family member that can help you and be in a mindset of, okay, there is no judgment here. This is just a moment that I'm in it's a season I'm in and I'm going to be decluttering so that I can free up and have a better life so that you can be more, I guess, able to leave and not feel like you have something always hanging over your head to do. Does that make sense? Like you'll become more active knowing, oh, I don't have 
this box or that, that box to go through or this junk room to get through. You have more freedom to get out and enjoy what God meant for you to enjoy. The cares of this world will be a problem. And so we don't want that. And I actually had a patient that dealt with a lot of physical health issues because of his environment. And once he started cleaning up the environment, he started releasing weight. His allergies got better. Okay. Of course, we cleaned up his diet as well. But so much of it has to do with our environment and the toxins with it. So he also wasn't subjected to falling. If if you are in a cluttered and kind of a hoarder kind of home, you are at risk for injury and falling. And especially if you have any kind of mobility challenges anyway, you want to have the pathways free and clear so you don't risk falling. Now, let's talk a little bit about how hoarding or just even clutter affects our spirit. I know for me, and I would imagine for you too, just like I was talking about going into a spa and how that feels, our spirit really loves peace and harmony and just that sense of well-being. You know how you feel when you walk into a cluttered, jammed up space rather than a, a space that's just open and you can breathe easy, feels good. There's no chaos. It doesn't disrupt the natural flow of our energy, right? And it doesn't hinder our ability to, I guess, really be more intimate with the Lord. I know that sounds interesting, but I really do believe when there's chaos and clutter around us, we can't hear from God in the way that we probably could without all the distractions. And I believe that when we're in that place of peace and just harmony and just balance, then we are setting ourselves up for that opportunity to hear that still, small, quiet voice. So that's what we want. We want our spirit to be in that place and not in a place of always frantic and, and chaotic and in a dr- disruptive state, right? Now, what about e- emotionally? I'm not going to name names, but this has actually happened to a few of my patients. But there have been moments where I have talked with my patients about some of the stuff that they're hanging on to. And sometimes that stuff has such emotional attachment that they will cry. They will literally cry. And it's not necessarily even their stuff. That's the interesting thing. It might be the stuff from a loved one that passed on. So it might be their things, their heirlooms, their trinkets, their photos, their whatever it is. But you get into just this deep-seated emotional state when that clutter that isn't even yours is there. And a lot of times it's linked to unresolved traumas and the grief and the anxiety, right? And those unresolved traumas and grief are real. And once you acknowledge them and love yourself through them, the more you can say, okay, I I get why I'm hanging on to this, but it doesn't bring my loved one back. It's only causing more chaos and disruption in my life. So what can I do and how can I honor the one that I love without having this clutter in my space? And one, one example would be to take a photo of that particular 
photo or heirloom or whatever it is that you just really don't really want to hang on to, but you're doing it out of quote unquote guilt or you feel like you have to, take a photo of it. You can always look at that photo and recall the memories or bring up that emotional feeling of what that meant to your loved one or what it means to you to know what it meant for your loved one. Now, you it doesn't mean you have to throw everything away and get rid of everything. I'm not saying that, but maybe just keep one or two items because again, all the stuff doesn't bring our loved ones back. And so we shouldn't have to feel that burden or that condemnation if we don't. And someone else might be really be be able to have better use for that item that is just taking up space or sitting in your garage or your closet or in a box or in a storage unit. Come on, let's talk. How many people are spending unnecessary dollars paying for a storage unit that you have not been to in years? Okay, I know I might be hitting a couple of nerves right here and I'm sorry, but yet I'm not because I want you to be freed up and I don't want you wasting money. Okay, so if that is you, I want to invite you, go to that storage unit, clear it out, get rid of the things and shut it down and take that money that you were spending every month on something that you don't even probably recall that's in that storage unit to begin with. Take that money and give it to a good cause. Give it to someone in need. How cool is that? So that's just another way of looking at this. Sometimes we are wasting money even. It's not just wasting and not wasting, dealing with our emotional state and our mental capacity and our physical health, but our financial well-being as well. So again, if that is you and it's making an impact in your pocketbook, I invite you to definitely go and clear that out and start to maybe take that monthly payment and give it to someone who could really use it. Because man, I don't know, stuff really does hinder us. It hinders our health. And I'm bringing this up. It's a a touchy subject if you want to know the truth, right? Again, I've mentioned how some of my patients have been in tears about it. I've been in tears about my photos. It's really just interesting, the emotional connection to certain things that we might have in our life. And so it's getting to the root of that, understanding, recognizing, and then taking action because you will feel better in the end and you will have freedom of just this constant mental interruption, if you will. You'll have freedom of just this unhealthy way of living. You will be able to remove the toxins out of your home and eventually out of your body. And that's what we want. And give your spirit some peace that it really deserves so that you can hear the fullness of what all God wants to share with you. And then emotionally, just being in a place of good emotional state without having the ups and downs of what stuff can bring about with your health. So anyway, I hope that this encourages you and doesn't um, discourage you, but it is one of those kind of hot topics. And I wanted to bring it up because there are ways to break through this addiction, if you will. Sometimes it's an addiction uh, of buying products. And okay, let's go to beauty care products, right? If you're a woman listening, how many beauty care products do you need? 
I <laughs> just told my husband the other day, I said, oh my goodness, I have a lot of makeup here that I haven't used in probably a year and I'm going to just throw it away. Why keep having it sitting on this in this on the shelf and I'm not using it. It just seems silly. So I'm becoming a minimalist as well. And it's a process. I'm not a hoarder. I don't have a lot of junk laying around, but I have my areas that need to get cleaned up. And you probably do too. So this is an invitation to clean out those junk drawers and understand why maybe you have those junk drawers or junk rooms and love yourself through it as you make your way through one corner or one little area of that junk room or junk drawer and just move your way around that junk room until it's completely cleaned and don't go to the next project until that room is done. Then you will feel accomplished and yeah, you'll be feeling a lot more free. So I hope this message encouraged you again and that you would share this podcast with those that you know, that you love, that you care about, and that maybe they could see their surroundings in a new way and encourage them to take action and to declutter for their best health. All right. Speaking of decluttering for their best health, I do have a detox coming up. And if you are not um, joining us, I invite you. It's a five-day detox challenge. It's a detox and reboot challenge. And there's people all over the world that are jumping in, actually. It's really fun. So I invite you to go to wendypet.com forward slash or backslash, however you do it, reboot. I'll have that in the show notes, but you can jump in with us. It all starts on August 14th. But if you're listening to the show later on, there will be other opportunities to take this detox, but I invite you all to take it right now with us because it's going to be so fun and it's going to be a great way to kind of end the summer, right? Let's get rid of maybe some poor choices we might've made over the summer. Let's get a little jump start on health and get back on track before the fall hits. So again, go to wendypet.com forward slash reboot, and I will see you there. I cannot wait. Thank you again for tuning into this episode of Visibly Fit. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for subscribing or following, and thank you for sharing and even writing a a five-star rating, that would be fantastic, and a review, because when you do that, other people are able to find this podcast. So I thank you in advance for doing that, and we will catch you next time right here on Visibly Fit. Be blessed. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.